Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And on today's Going In Raw, we review the new David Arquette movie. Charlotte Flair blasts a dirt sheet. NXT has got some bad news on the horizon. Vince wants to push Keith Lee to the moon. And we preview Raw. But first, is Brock Lesnar a free agent? Larson, what's in the news? So a report surfaced earlier today that WWE had apparently removed all of Brock Lesnar's merchandise from WWE shop. Not a shirt, not a, 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 a aluminum can, cozy, nothing. No fanny uh, packs? I don't think that either. So, of course, this brought about some speculation about what his status within the company was. Now, Fightful Select is reporting that Brock is, in fact, a free agent. Uh, but Fightful Select, which you should go subscribe to. They're uh, great. They, they are great. They are fantastic ads. And apparently, WWE is terribly worried about the situation, worried about him going to competition, as one of their sources put it, quote, this happens every year. This year, a little longer than usual, but nothing new. So, you know, we've seen Brock play hardball in terms of contract negotiations, teasing a return to UFC um, um, in an effort to probably get more money at WWE. Uh, you know, this could just be a situation where it's like, I want to take a break. Uh, I don't have a deal, whatever, I don't care. Um, uh, when they need me, when they want me, they will open up the checkbook and I'll ask for more than they offer and they'll probably say yes, so what's the rush? And right now, like, you know, if, if there's still travel restrictions, he lives in Canada, mm-hmm. if there's still travel restrictions, he couldn't come out for shows, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was some speculation that uh, uh, they were able to pull some strings I think I want to say it was Dave Meltzer said that that just wasn't possible to pull it on as regular a basis. You know, that would be necessary. Yeah, yeah, that would be necessary. Exactly. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's interesting stuff. Brock uh, to AEW confirmed. Probably not. Uh, is are there any Canadian promote? Is Stampede Wrestling still a thing, Larson? Can he go there? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's still a thing. I don't think so either. I don't, be wrong I don't know. About that. I don't know. Anyways, uh, yeah, so Brock Lesnar is great. You know what else is great? Keith Lee, following his surprising, shocking, some might say, clean win over Randy Orton last night. Looks like the future is limitless for the recent main roster call-up. Keith Lee and if Alex McCarthy is to be believed, 
Vince McMahon has huge plans for him. A source told Alex McCarthy, quote, imagine how high Vince has to be on someone to have Randy Orton put them over clean as whistle. Orton doing the best work of his career wants to help create that next generation of stars. He gets it. Randy Orton is now like a one man NXT. He's Mm -hmm. there to create the new stars. You don't need three years in developmental. You need one match against Randy Orton and boom, a star is made. McCarthy also notes that his source mentioned that, quote, McMahon wants to, quote, push Lee to the moon. And he thought Orton was the perfect foil for him to do that right now. I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Like I just said, if you want to get somebody over a clean win. Larson, I had a, a list. If I had to power rank the outcomes in my head for that match last night, yeah, the last one on the list of likely scenarios would have been Keith Lee with the clean win over yeah. Randy Orton. Yeah, I number did one, not see that. Number coming. one, no winner. Yeah. Number two, Keith Lee win by DQ. Yeah. Number three, Randy Orton win by DQ. Yeah. Number four, Randy Orton wins, but only after interference. Okay, uh, sure, yeah. Number five, Randy Orton wins clean. And then number mm-hmm. six, Keith Lee wins clean. Yeah. Just yeah. didn't see it coming. I, I, I would have thought they had this match. Retribution would have gotten involved. And and they would have you know had a finish where no one won or someone won by DQ and that was it. I was I was surprised, pleasantly surprised because Keith Lee's great. I want the best for him. I think he deserves yeah all the pushes. Um, uh, but uh, I was surprised when he hits that spirit bomb and, and Orton didn't kick out. Yeah, that was pretty shocking, man. Spirit, it's like spirit bomb wasn't even in the Big Bang catastrophe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's interesting stuff, man. Uh, you know, if Vince likes you, that's great. Uh, we'll see uh, how he charts his path from here on out. It'll be interesting. Uh, we have our Raw preview later on, uh, which there is no info about Keith Lee, but it will nope. still be interesting uh, to see uh, what's next for Keith Lee on tonight's Raw in obviously, the Thunderdome. Obviously with the uh, Clash of Champions, but a month away roughly, four mm-hmm. weeks away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I would not be surprised if Orton goes up to Drew and wants another title shot, but Keith Lee just beat Orton. Mm-hmm. Maybe he stakes his claim uh, uh, to get in that title match too. Triple threat, triple threat match for Keith Lee. A big giant spotlight on him. We'll see how that plays out. Let's talk about Charlotte Flair, Larson, because uh, uh, she had an interesting interaction over the weekend with uh, one of the dirt sheets. Uh, so during a recent interview with Wrestling Inc., it all started with this interview. The Nature Boy, Ric Flair, of course, Charlotte's dad, spoke about Charlotte's recovery from her recent surgery. And he said this, she's fine, but this time she knows and her personal physician and the company doctors have reinforced it that she can't hurry the process. Otherwise, we're going to be right back with the stuff that she does, the moonsaults and the way she lands and taking knees and everything. She's got to be 100%. So she'll be fine, just has to be patient and heal. The rotator cuffs, you got to let those heal. You got to let the knees heal. And I got to remind her sometimes, like Seth was off for a year. She's likely out for a year. It's not the end. You'll come back. Uh, Now, picking up on that interview was uh, pro wrestling dirt sheet uh, ringside news, who we endeavor not to promote at all on this particular show for various reasons. Uh, Anyways, they tweeted it out. And uh, Charlotte responded to ringside news by saying this. This isn't remotely freaking true, but I'm because their headline was Charlotte's going to be Charlotte's going to miss WrestleMania 37. 37. Yeah. 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 
So she responded by saying, this isn't remotely freaking true, but I'm going to skip over that because this is the same bag of shit who is making, quote, jokes about a psychopath trying to kidnap my coworker. If you follow this garbage, shame on you. Good on Charlotte, because all that she said was true. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Uh Obviously, she thinks she's going to be back before WrestleMania 37. Uh, you know, I, I, I the general idea of the piece, like if I saw this Ric Flair interview too, I might be prone to say something along the lines of, "Yeah, she's going to be out for a year." Her dad is saying it. You'd think he'd be privy to some information, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, the clickbaity titles of these uh, that Ringside News especially goes with, and uh, some of the content that they produce leaves a lot. To be desired. Yes. So, yeah, that's yes. one thing you'll never see in our sources is ringside news. Nope. Anyways. Uh, anyway, somebody I'm uh, happy to see potentially in our sources or something. I don't know. No good segue for that one. No, Wade we're, Barrett. We're, we're, we're coming up short on our segues today. But yes, Wade Barrett. So this is from PW Insider. We source them quite a bit. Uh, reports that Wade Barrett is currently negotiating a return to WB, but just as a commentator. Of course, he's on NXT last week. He's going to be on NXT tomorrow night, too. Did great. Uh, PW Insider's report states that WWE has been interested in bringing in Barrett since earlier this year. Uh, and it seems like, uh, according to them, he could possibly serve as an announcer for NXT UK. NXT UK. Um, he was great. I expect him to be good tomorrow night on NXT. Um, so anywhere he lands in WWE, would be fantastic. I think he's already on the NXT roster page on their mm-hmm. website. Mm-hmm. So uh, if there are ongoing negotiations, maybe they're going well, if that's mm-hmm. any indication. But uh, he'll be welcome back because he's really good at commentary. Dude, I thought he was really terrific. I feel like NXT could use nothing against the people that are already there, but I kind of like the idea of NXT mixing it up a little bit, you know, going with some fresh faces. They got Vic in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, get Wade Baird in there. Uh, I really like that. Was was Beth on commentary with them on Wednesday, or was it just him and Vic? Now I, I feel can't like remember. Beth was there, but I was dude, I don't remember there? anything. I don't remember anything. Yeah, no, my memory's really shot too. Anyways, it really is. Uh, Larson, you watched the uh, "You Can't Kill David Arquette" movie that we did. star in that we have a prominent role in. So much. Well, I mean, prominent for, for about two seconds, maybe. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, it, it was it was cool. It was, it was cool that we got an opportunity to 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 be in it even just a little bit. Um, took a look at it over the weekend. Um, it's a pretty good portrait of of David Arquette and and his endeavors getting back into the wrestling world. Um, you know, he's he stated this in the media rounds um, leading up to and involving his his return to wrestling that uh, you know he's gotten a lot of crap for winning that WCW title as someone who was hesitant to do it in the first place, um, as someone who was a fan of wrestling, who respects the business. Um, and so he, he, he went about getting to the wrestling again, to try to earn the fans respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you see the process of him doing that, uh, training, uh, doing some backyard wrestling, uh, going down to Mexico to do some training, um, uh, training with Peter Avalon, who is now in AEW uh, mm-hmm. with Tyler Bateman, who is now Bateman, I think, in Ring of Honor, um, and then uh, the perhaps the most most harrowing aspect of it was there is the was a sequence on his death match with Nick Gage. So uh, that made a lot of news, obviously, when it happened, um, and the, some of the footage they show of his injury to his neck. Uh, there's one quick shot that's pretty graphic, uh, 
of blood pretty much just squirting out of it. Um, and then, uh, but I mean, like the way they, they shot it, they framed that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Seemed like a nightmare scenario for him. Yeah. When well, I kind of seemed like a nightmare it. scenario, period. Uh, Big Jeff was there and he said it was a disaster. Yeah. Um, you know, just watching the video that was out there, even pre- uh, preceding the documentary, it looked like a mess. Yeah. Yeah. It looked really bad. It looked really bad. Um, and, and how, so like the, the, the buildup to it, you know, it's, is, is Arquette. He had heart attack not that long ago. He's got a couple stents. Um, if I understand, if I understood that part correctly. Um, and so he, you know, he goes through a lot of medical evaluations in preparation to get back in the wrestling. He starts training. He, he stops smoking, stops drinking, loses a ton of weight, gets in great shape. He looks great. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and he starts training and, you know, I, I'm sure for, for, they compressed a lot of time, but by the time he's doing matches, he's looking pretty solid. Mm, yeah. For um, sure. you know, he had a match against RJ city and championship wrestling at Hollywood. They were tag teaming a bit. He was wrestling all over the place and the whole movie is kind of bookended by, uh, I don't know if his, his final match, but in the way it's presented here, it was his final match against, uh, Mr. Anderson, of course, Mr. Mm-hmm. Candy and WWE. So the, the movie kicks off with a promo. Very kayfabe promo from Mr. Anderson. He's in the gym talking trash about David Arquette trying to be in the wrestling business. Um, and so we come to the death match, which is in the chronological, in the, chron- the, the chronology, can't talk right now, of the movie uh, right before his match against Mr. Anderson. And how that match kind of was a setback for Arquette in terms of, because he's also, uh, uh, you know, he went back to drinking. Mm-hmm. The way the movie was was portraying things, um, kind of was a setback for him, mm-hmm. which you know you want to do something you, you know and you get into this, and you have a really scary incident where you got blood squirting out of your neck. Yeah, um, and and they kind of portray his match with Anderson as him being like, okay, I have to get myself right to prepare for this, so he gets back to training, um, and and you know his his wife's there with him. Um, she's kind of doing a, a Miss Elizabeth thing. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, it ends on a really, really, a really sweet moment. There's that. Um, and then, uh, uh, he, apparently he was really good friends with the late Luke Perry. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, cause Luke Perry drove with him. I think uh, jungle boy drove the car that took him to the hospital after he get the, after the death match incident, but Luke Perry was in there too. Yeah. And so the final little bit in the movie is at a bar wrestling show where David and Jungle Boy have a match and afterwards David gets on the mic and says, Hey, I really loved your dad. You know, you, you know, your family to me. Um, and there's a really nice moment where Jungle Boy's interview and it's like, yeah, I start crying mm-hmm. in the ring. Um, so, you know, in, in, in terms of David getting the respect he was looking for as movie portrays it, it seems like he got that. Cause after his match with Mr. Anderson, you know, people ringside were, or shaking his hand, give him high fives, tell him he did great. Um, do put in the work to get in great shape, to learn enough of the craft that he was uh, in the in PWI's 500 that year. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, hopefully for him to kind of heal that wound he has had, not getting respect from wrestling fans, from someone who loves the business and respects the business so dang much, that didn't mean to insult the business by being in that situation, winning that world title. I hope this journey. Help to help that wound to heal inside him. Yeah, um, I mean, dude, he did everything and way more. 
Um, mm-hmm. I didn't watch the show. I, I watched like bits and pieces of it. I'll be honest, with you, I was skimming through it looking for us. Um, but uh, because I mean, we also having followed all of this, mm-hmm. I sort of under I, like I knew what the story was. So like mm-hmm. I might go back and actually watch it uh, just to see how how it plays out on film. But uh, to see the beats happen in real time, um, I felt I was like, you know what? I don't really have to sit here and watch the whole thing. Uh, but uh, but no, con- uh, kudos to the filmmakers for putting this thing together. And like you said, like it's it's a compelling story. Like you know, he this this is this is interesting stuff. And like you said, uh, hopefully he found the closure that he was looking for. Yeah, uh, with yeah. That. I think there's closure getting respect from wrestling fans. But you know, it, it's it seems like his foray into wrestling back in 2000 did some damage to his acting career as well. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's, I wonder if he feels like there was a pretty steep price to pay. Did you um, buy that? What is acting career? That his acting career took a hit because of the rest. I didn't thing. really, I mean, he said he went 10 years of, 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 uh, without getting landing any acting roles after going to auditions and stuff. Hmm. I, don't, I didn't really look at his IMDb profile to see a lot it. of no I'm not saying do you believe I believe him when he says that I mean yeah you could probably oh, say yeah, yeah. his IMDb but uh, did he did he blame like the stigma of being in wrestling or like his like or, or his emotional state for that because um, a lot of people in his class of acting guys like uh, Matthew Lillard Freddie Prince Jr a lot of those guys from like the late nineties, like the actors that came up during that period had a really hard time maintaining acting careers afterwards. Like you look at those guys in like around the late 20 to like the mid 2010s, you start to see a bit of a resurgence, but so many people in that class of, of actors um, really had a tough time. It's kind of interesting. They had like a tough time, like holding on to, uh, 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 acting well, they, gigs the they have they a, a, a I want to say it's like, uh, mid late nineties where there was a, a cover of Vanity Fair mm-hmm. that had like young Hollywood actors on it. So those uh, DiCaprio, I think Brad Pitt was um, David Arquette on that. There was David Arquette. There was Skeet. <laughs> oh, I you remember you remember Skeet Ulrich. Yeah, well, that's another name that had a hard yeah. time. He was yeah. on there. Um, gosh, there's another name. Uh, uh, someone else on there. That was like hot stuff for a, a period of time, and then kind of fell off the the scene. Um, yeah, I don't remember who it was, but so yeah, dude, it, DiCaprio and Brad Pitt were on that cover. Yeah, I kind of feel like they preceded that generation by a bit, though. Like DiCaprio started to become hot stuff like in the early '90s, I think. Same with Brad Pitt. Well, like Titanic wasn't until '97. Yeah, but like when was Romeo and Juliet? Was what '96? Yeah. Well, I think that's and, around when the thing was taken. Oh, it's 90, yeah, it was 96. Oh, Benicio Del Toro was on it. Really? Uh, Matthew McConaughey, wow. yeah. Oh, okay. Those are some names there. Those are some David names. David Arquette was on. They're trying to find the whole thing. I see the wow. cover, but I don't see the... Because it was like a gatefold cover. I'm trying Jason to see Biggs else. is on the cover? Oh, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Somebody here, just big dumb Tim stud. Roth is on there, which is interesting. Tim Roth is on there? Yeah. That's, he was in Reservoir Dogs in like 92. Yeah, I know. That's fun. Oh, here we go. Here, I can name all of them if this is large enough for me to see this picture. So let's see here. There's uh, Stephen Dorff, Michael Rappaport, I think. Dorff was supposed to be huge. He was oh, supposed uh, to be huge. Will Smith is on here. Oh, and then yeah. his name Jonathan, uh, the guy in that thing. Sheck? Yeah. Sheck? Yeah. 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 
from that's, April of yeah, 96. That, that, that's a mixed bag, dude. There Sorry, was no, no Brad Pitt. No Brad Pitt. There, there were no guarantees for anybody there, man. <laughs> that's, a, that's a mixed bag. <laughs> uh, but if he says that, that that killed his career, then who am I to argue? Uh, we got a Raw tonight, Larson. And the only preview for it we have at this time is Rey Mysterio searching for further payback against Seth Rollins. I think they're going to have a match, aren't they? That's my understanding. That if usually they're going to search get for further payback. Yeah, another match. Yeah, payback was payback. yesterday. He needs to move on. Well, as we said, further payback. That's the theme of this of tonight's draw. Further payback. <laughs> More payback. It's like wild card finals. <laughs> Pay her back. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. All right, man, what do you say? Let's answer some questions. Let's answer some questions. What do you say? All right, let's see here. Let pull the thing up here. I should have done that to begin with. There's a whole bunch of creepy Steve gifts from the Face app. Amazing. Wow, the John Cena one when he's in the crowd at the Hall of Fame ceremony and he does the ooh face. If he swapped my face out for John Cena, you really couldn't tell. Yeah. It just looks like John Cena. That's crazy. Crazy. Uh, all right. Here Anyways, we go. here we go. Jason Lewis, Power Rank Top 5 Wrestlers You Want Appearing on Thunderdome Screens. Apparently Nakamura mm-hmm, was... Yeah. Uh, he hopped on. Was uh, uh, watching the show. That was good. Uh, John Cena, just for like a little bit. Just yeah, for that'd a little be bit. Great. That'd be great. John Cena. Um, Booker T. I want to see him on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tony Khan. I know he's not a wrestler, but I want to see him on there. Interesting. Uh, Good. David Arquette. Sammy Callahan. And uh, <laughs> yes, that is probably number one. That's good. You know, they should do like whoever the SmackDown hacker is, like just get a guy in a hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fear it and Loathing. On- no, you know what it should be? Everybody who's in catering, everybody who's like on main event should also have to watch via Thunderdome. There you go. Fear and Loathing. Last night, Shayna and Nia proved you don't have to be best friends with the tag titles. Each of you pick a tag team partner you are not friendly with to battle each other. Uh, for me, I would choose Adam Mayhem. All right. I'll choose Hilton. <laughs> That's good. Uh, let's see here. Uh, seriously, Roy asks, who could have a big feud with Keith Lee, who should his next feud with be? You know, they. Uh, 
Given that, ret- you know, he should be the guy who vanquishes retribution. Don't mm-hmm. make don't make retribution be all those great names under those hoodies. Bring him back to being like some performance center recruits and have him like literally throw them all out of the building. It's not like a huge feud or anything. It'd be one segment. Yeah, pretty much. If but he that's how you write them off. Destroyed retribution. Uh, Dominic Malnar. Malnar. Uh, Shayna looks so badass at the end of the tag team match. I've never seen a finish like that before. Whether finishes to any match have blown your minds. That was something else. That was crazy. That was rad. That was so good. I'm just trying to think of other finishes from that from a creative standpoint were so surprising, so so fantastic. I mean Orton doing that reversing the the stomp into the RKO. Oh, that's that number one. That was that's, amazing. That's number one. That's number one. That was so great. Good. Glad you came up with that so I could just piggyback on that. <laughs> Uh, Greg Morris, as the undisputed heir is the obvious choice, what NXT star needs to keep their current music on main? Io Shirai. Yeah, that's a terrific theme song. Um, uh, Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of people who I don't... Like, right now, I don't recognize... Like, I, I don't know if I'd know Shotzi's, but Shotzi's is like a punk song, isn't it? I think it's like a fairly distinct, like with lyrics and stuff. So I would say keep hers. Um, but like Dakota Kai's, I don't really know hers. Her song is good. Is it? Mm-hmm. Is it like that good? Is it like Keith Lee good? Well, about that. But you know, if I heard like it, I'd Tegan say, oh, Knox, like that, I, I don't really. Tegan Knox's theme is pretty middle of the road. Um, I like Mia Yim's. Mm-hmm. Mia, that it's like fits her perfectly. Um, Dijax could go. I yeah. don't like. I like Dijax original once, one. So. Yeah, they could do it again. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Matt Durat, what would your reaction be if Roman was leading Retribution? No, he says Rowan. Oh, sorry, Rowan. Yeah, that's what if he met Ro- Roman. <laughs> Is well, the M and the W are not close together on the keyboard, so I'm going to assume that's he true. Met Eric Redbeard. And it makes sense, storyline-wise, it makes sense. What if it was Rowan and Mike Kanellis leading mm-hmm. Retribution? Mm-hmm. Um, I probably wouldn't care because I'd know that they would disappear relatively quick. Yeah. That would be my thought on that. Yeah. Um, Nast. Survivor Series is only a couple months away. Assuming we get a champ versus champ versus champ match, and the champs don't change between now and then, who would you rather see represent NXT against Drew and Roman? So Cole, Gargano, Ciampa, or Finn Balor? Ooh, it would have to be either Ciampa or Balor. Mm-hmm. Um... Probably Champa. Probably Champa. Here's what it really should be. It should be Sorry. Randy Roman Champa. Mm-hmm. That's what it should be. Because mm-hmm. Randy and Champa had their Twitter back and forth. Mm-hmm. Get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Randy would be fine making Champa look like a million bucks. Hey, how about the here's an idea. This just came to me. So with Orton just losing to Keith Lee. No, Orton's been talking about he wanted to ha- he's been wanting to have some matches or rumblings, but that he wanted to have matches with some people in NXT. 
Yep. So we just lost Keith. Maybe they have a triple threat match at uh, 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 Clash Champions. Champions. Yeah. He doesn't win the, the the belt, and so he's like, "All right, now I, I still feel like I'm greatest wrestler, but who has he really beat of late? Mm-hmm. Legends, people mm-hmm. of his era." So mm-hmm. to prove that he is, in fact, greatest wrestler ever, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to go where the best wrestling is in WWE. I'm going to go to NXT and mm-hmm. show my bona fides there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go through that, and then when he faces Edge again at WrestleMania, he loses. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. My, it's funny because my worry about last night is he goes on, beats Drew at Night of Champions. Keith Lee's his first challenger. Because he already has a win over Randy, Randy's the first guy that he beats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would... I mean, whatever. He's still in a title match really early. As long as, like, six months to a year from now, Keith Lee is still really strong at the top of the card. That's the important thing. I get I get people's apprehension. Samuel Bronkowitz says, I was kind of hoping that Roman would have been the leader of Retribution. Who do you think could have been a potential leader that made sense? Miz. That okay, makes sense. So, storyline-wise, you and I are both big on the Miz, but what's the story for the Miz? He hasn't got any title op- like world title opportunities in a while. Mm-hmm. He feels like I mean, I'm just going back. Granted, this is all related to his conversation uh, with Big E on Talking Smack, talking about uh, you know title opportunities and whatnot. Yeah, maybe Miz feels like, well, hey, I haven't got any opportunities lately. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna uh, have a group now. It's it's not the best motivation. Have this group here come down and uh, <clears throat> wreck stuff. Uh, essentially, they're gonna come and destroy stuff until I get my way. That's kind of essentially what the Miz. You know, is. you know, you know what you could do. Like Miz is known for being the company guy. Yeah, and no, he could totally say I've been the company guy now since twenty two thousand nine or whatever he came up, uh, two thousand six. Uh, you know, I, but they've never really gotten behind me as face of the company, and I see mm-hmm. all these people coming up and lapping me. Uh, you know, that could be a story. Stuart Lee, if you guys woke up with your voice permanently changed to one of your one of the wrestlers you impersonate, whose voice would you want for 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 life? Who do I impersonate that has a good uh, uh, podcast voice? John Cena has a really good podcast voice. He does. It's very, it's very, it's very deep and soothing. And who That's wouldn't want to? He, I mean, he could sound like a like a, a PBS anchor. You know, he could. This is uh, uh, what's one of the shows there with like Stevinsky <laughs> on PBS? <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm thinking NPR. NPR. Oh, okay, okay, okay. This is uh, God. What is it called? I always listen to that. Yeah, I know, I know. It's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, this is. Ah, oh, forget. You're listening to Cap Radio. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I haven't listened to NPR in a this, while. Uh, yeah, okay, it could be This American Life. I was thinking more newsy, but yeah, what is the news? Yeah. The news, the new show. What is the there? news thing? Fresh what? air, fresh, fresh air. air. Thank That's you, big dumb stud. Thank you. Go. This is John Cena. You're uh, listening to Fresh Kenny's Air. Kenny's not his promo voice, but his normal speaking voice is very relaxed and mellow. It's very mellow. It's very. So mellow. if that had to be my voice, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I just wouldn't. I don't know if I'd want Damian Priest. No, voice. or Baron Corbin. No, I wouldn't want that. Or even Triple H. Uh, let's see here. I don't think I'd want Undertaker permanently, but no. who knows? It could be cool. Oh yeah, Ira Glass. There you go. Fresh air. Or is Ira Ira Glass of This American Life? Okay. Yes. All right. 
Uh, let's see here. Noob and company. Who's Oscar going to feud with for the Raw women's title? Let's say Shayna and Nia are out doing the tag title thing. They're out right, of the Raw right, women's right. picture. Who would she feud with? Let's see. Too early for Bianca to get to the title picture because she won't win. Yeah, she needs to get on TV. The Riot Squad seem to be like a. Uh, they're yeah. They're a tag team now. Yeah. Then I don't know. I don't know unless Charlotte's coming back like super soon and all the mm-hmm. stuff that Flair was saying was here. I'm gonna deflect because she's like oh, coming back yeah. next week. That could be. Um. Because then you got Charlotte, Mickey James, Natalia, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the Iconics, mm-hmm. Riot Squad, and Zelina. That's it. So I don't know. Uh, Sean Lathrop, if Brock and Roman become the new two-man power trip, what pairing could stop them? Drew and Keith, the New Day, Braun and Bray, or someone else? Braun and Bray would be great. Yeah. That'd be yeah. really cool. I'd be down That would be that. really cool. Uh, Reese Hayes with uh, Keith Lee and Big E receiving pushes argue who would be a better pick to win the Rumble and why. Big E. Mm-hmm. Because he has been around a lot longer. Yeah, uh, oh, I have to make the case for Keith Lee now? Um, oh, uh, no. He, I mean, he didn't specify that. Oh, okay. Then I'll agree with case. you because I think right now uh, – Big E is is the, the the correct choice. A great case could be made for either one, but well, Big e, Big E is my choice. Yeah. Um, uh, right. uh, White Brownie says, "Cut, Barry, push, Hangman Page, Adam Cole, Kenny Omega. Cut, Barry, or push." So who would you cut? Um, I'd cut Adam Cole so we can go to AEW. Wow. Who are you going to bury then? I guess you bury Kenny Omega so he can just like take over the women's division full time and devote all of his energy to that. Yes. I mean, he doesn't seem all that concerned about pushing himself. Yeah. He kind of buries himself, doesn't he? You got to push. You got to push Adam Page, man. Yeah, Adam Cole already got a big push. And then uh, he's got women here. Asuka, Britt Baker, Rhea Ripley. Uh, Wow. Wow. Cut Britt Baker so she can go to NXT. But Adam Uh, Adam Cole is going to AEW. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want... Maybe they just don't want to be working together. You know, like some couples just need some room apart. Uh, Then you... uh, I mean, dude, I'm, I'm not going to say Barry. You just bury Rhea Ripley. She's young. She'll recover. Push Oscar. You always push Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Always push Oscar. Jo- uh, Johan Garcia. What legend that has passed do you believe would fit best or have a killer second run in AEW? Also give uh, Butcher the TNT title. Yeah, man. Push Butcher. Uh, So, I mean, you know, names like Eddie Guerrero, mm-hmm. um, Shane Douglas. Uh, let's see here. I'm looking at your face right now. 
Saint Douglas is still alive. Yeah, he is still alive. Uh, DDP, rest in peace. Again, uh, still why alive. is it I can't think of any other legends that are dead? Who died? Uh, oh, Dusty. Dusty. It's Mr. Dusty. Perfect. Mr. Per. Oh man, Macho Mr. Man would be great. Yeah, Brock Lesnar. He's dead. Yeah, we might have to redo the beginning of the show. There's some Brock Lesnar news. JBL. Oh man, that's right. The merchant they took off his merchandise. Well, it wasn't just that. Is 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 Fightful Select has an update on it, so we might have to redo the beginning of the show. All right. Well, if we got to do that, we got to let's get through these questions first. Yes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hmm. All right. Well, that was an interesting question. Panda Police Club. If, w- w- if WWE during the Attitude Era or AEW had a brand like NXT, who would be in it? So during the Attitude Era, it would have been... I mean, you're when I don't know when did Cena show up in OVW? By early two thousands. All right, so let's say they had an NXT, their own NXT. I mean, to in a like certain 97. extent, to a certain extent, ECW was WWE would send people to ECW, like Al Snow. They sent him to ECW. They, you know, there's not a ton of people that they sent, but they did send talent to ECW to get some additional seasoning so guys that debuted in let's say like 2000 right so mm-hmm. i mean i know kurt angle only had like a cup of coffee and like he had like an nwa show and then went to the wwe and then all of a sudden was just amazing but like maybe guys like kurt angle uh if the uh like when the radicals that was like 2000 mm-hmm. so those they're still in wcw I mean, so many of the, like WCW is also WWE's NXT. If you think about it, like all those guys had their seasoning in WCW, Jericho, Benoit, like all those guys, Eddie Mm -hmm. Guerrero, Mm -hmm. um, Rey Mysterio. So, yeah, I mean, guys that weren't from WCW that came to WWE. I mean, you got like Edge and Christian, maybe. I mean, they were like 98, 99. The Hardys. The Hardys. like they were doing uh, enhancement matches in the mid 90s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it would be interesting to see if they had an NXT rather than The Rock debuting as Rocky Maivia, seeing what they could do with him in a developmental territory that had its own show and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In '96. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Anyways, that's all the. Uh, we'll do one here from the the Twitch. Uh, Diehard Homer Power Rank Five Men. You want to see Oscar wrestle? Oh, he says, "Why are all five? Samoa Joe. That'd be great. That'd be good. That's our answer, too. 
Yeah. Uh, Mike Lucas says, should Bianca bring back the hair whip? Yeah, of course. That's that's actually a good point. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, uh, Ty20 says, isn't Canellis challenging Nick Aldis for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship? I didn't hear about that. Where's our NWA guy? He's not here. I didn't know that. I had no idea. Where's that happening? I don't know. I hadn't heard anything about it. Is it like a GCW show? They're the only people running shows. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Is it like know. a pop-up tent that they did before? <laughs> Can they do a pop-up show before? I always, I whenever so. I heard about that, I always thought it was like in the middle of a mall, like a little tiny kiosk in a mall, because that's what oh, I think maybe. of like a pop-up situation. Yeah, or a tent in a parking lot. <laughs> All right. Uh, Fear and Loathing said I also heard that. Well, I guess there's got the internet in front of us, so we could. I'm sure it's true. It's here in Twitch chat. I'm sure it's true. Yeah, he challenged it before. Zondo says, what are the criteria for being buried and who are currently buried wrestlers? Who's buried right now? So uh, Bennett put out, this is from WrestleZone, Bennett put out a video challenging Nick Aldis to a match on September 15th, which would be the night the company's weekly pay-per-view series kicks off. So there you go. Who has a weekly pay-per-view series? NWA, I guess. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Good for them. Uh, sorry, what was your what was the question? I don't know. What do I have a care? Uh, oh, who's buried right now? Who is buried? I don't know if I'd consider like Ricochet, Cedric. MVP was just talking about. He had an interview. Where he talked about wanting to work with Apollo Crews, wanting to work and turning down. This is act, we could actually add this in there too. Turning down the nation of domination, saying, I want to do something new. Mm-hmm. I want to work with guys like Apollo with Ricochet. I think Ricochet's going to be next for that U.S. title, man. Could be. Could be. That's kind of fascinating that MVP is like in charge of creative for her business. <laughs> that's great though because so it's far, not he's... shocking at all and that's that's what we had said. Like, if you're going to do something like the new nation, you put the guys that are involved in it in charge of the creative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Totally. totally. Anyways, is that it for the audio version? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, we got to go back and do some other stuff then. Yeah, Anyways, do. thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. 
which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.